breakfast time for the breakfast show. I hope your breakfast was as delicious as my breakfast. I had a mango, stuffed the whole thing in my face over the kitchen sink. Because <laughs> that's the only way to eat a mango without making a mess. It was great. I hope yours was great. We have a special treat for you here today. It is not Blake and Lawson. It is Mon and... Danuta. Hi, Danuta. Mon. Do you know what? You were such a surprise when I walked in this morning. I was expecting to see Blair. Oh. <laughs> and I came in... I, saw... I don't look anything like Blair. Sorry, Mon. It's a good thing, actually. You're, you're quite better looking than Blair. Oh, no. He's good looking, too. <laughs> he is, rather. I really wanted to see his puppies, actually. His dog has puppies. And I was like, oh, I can't mm. wait. And then, yeah, disappointed. No puppies yeah, he has today. beautiful puppies, doesn't he? I, I like... want to follow them on Instagram. I have to find out his account. But, yeah. I came into the studio this morning and I saw you chatting away with DJ Shell and I thought, who's that? And do you know what? I bet to our listeners are wondering, who's that? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How did you get here? I'm originally an Adelaide girl. Oh. Um, the name is very Polish. My parents migrated in the 60s and gave me a very Polish name. Um, but yeah, I've been up this way in Sydney and Newcastle way um, for about 20 years now. Yeah, wow. Um, married, no children, happily married. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what, ladies and gentlemen? Send in a little message of support. Send us your text message because this is Danuta's very first time ah. on air. <laughs> She's been telling me how nervous she is, but she's doing fine. You're doing fine. It's not that scary, is it, now that we're no, on? No, we're having a good time. Yeah, already. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Say hello to Danuta for us, ladies and gents. I know that we have a really warm, lovely uh, Faith FM Lister family, so they're really great. They'll start sending in their messages and you'll see it on the screen. That'd so, yeah, great. it'll be good fun. Hey, I want to give a special shout-out this morning to our people listening in Orbost, Victoria, on 88FM. Have you heard of Orbost? I've never heard of Orbost. I'd actually like to go to a place called Orbost. And maybe let's do a shout-out to the people of Barossa in South Australia, also on 88FM. That's down your way, your neck of the woods, Barossa, right? Yeah, Barossa is a beautiful place. Coming up in today's show, I think I might have discovered why I am the worst gardener on the planet. Do you garden, Danuta? I love gardening and I'm so grateful for the rain at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got caught out in the rain this morning on my morning walk. But I, um, I, I think I might have found the key as to why I can't seem to grow anything. So more on that later, maybe get some listeners to help out with some good advice. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. On and Danuta this morning on the Faith FM Breakfast Show. Danuta, I'm going to start with a quiz this morning, but what do you reckon? Should we do a hard quiz or an easy quiz? Oh. Keeping in mind that yesterday was quite hard, but it's a short week this week because it's Easter Friday, Good Friday on Friday. So actually it's a shorter space of time. Like, so basically your odds are better because there's going to be less people guessing. So people's odds are better, but yesterday was hard. So should we do a hard quiz or I an easy quiz? I think let's go for an easier one I, okay, today. Okay, okay. Do you know what? I was thinking the same thing. That's, That's why cool. I prepared one. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, today we are having a Who Am I quiz. Uh, the first clue goes like this. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1 tells us to fix our thoughts on this person. Hebrews 3, 1 tells us to fix. Fix our thoughts on this person. Do you have any idea who that might be? Mm. Yeah, yeah. One of the best characters of the a- Bible. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, really good one. One of the very best, <laughs> yeah. I think. So you are going to be playing for a double set of the Revive Cafe cookbooks, so volumes one and two. Do you have these cookbooks? I do, and I cook from them. I've even got more than the first two volumes. Oh, yeah. There's like six or seven of them, right? Yeah. yeah. They make really great recipes, like really delicious food, yeah. Absolutely. And there's one from volume two that I just keep 
doing over and over and over again. It's one of my favourites. What is it? Uh, it's a tofu, spinach and um, pumpkin oh. um, curry. Oh, mm. yum. Well, you heard it firsthand right here, folks. Uh, if, you can, if you can get yourselves uh, one ch- all you need is one chance in this week, you could be in the running uh, to win the big prize on Thursday, not Friday this week, on Thursday. Friday's going to be a public holiday. And, uh, and you could get yourself the twin set, the Revive Cafe Cookbooks, delicious and easy recipes from Auckland's Healthy Food Haven. Have you been to Auckland to the actual restaurant? I haven't. No, it's no. It's huge on my to-do list. Uh, it's on my to-do yeah, list next yeah. time I go to New Zealand. Can too. you imagine like going there like they have like the whole cookbook made out as a oh, smallest one? Oh, yeah, yeah. So but I believe good. he's got two cafes now too. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. So if he you miss out on that one, you can go to the other one. I just can't remember where the other one is. I think it might be Wellington. He needs know. to open one in Australia. That's I what needs so. to happen. Do you Absolutely. know what he needs to open one in Newcastle, preferably walking distance from the studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> That'd be amazing. So we do have some rules. Uh, yes, as I said, the prize will be drawn on the uh, last day of this week. You get one chance a day. If you are wrong, uh, you, if you guess the incorrect answer, you are out just for the day and you have to wait till tomorrow's fresh quiz to start over. Uh, you can choose to risk it for the big points. So if you if you guess it right with just one clue, you get more points. If you wait till like later on in the show where we're giving you three or four clues, you get less points. It still means you're in with a chance, you just, you know, mm. less of a chance. And um, so you can either risk it for the big points or you can be safe and wait towards the end of the show and to really know that you know the answer. And uh, state it or star it. So if you want to play along but you don't necessarily want the cookbook, you're happy for it to the price to go to someone else, you can just put a little asterisk next to your messages when you send them in and DJ Shell will note that and make sure she doesn't put you in the big prize draw at the end of the week. So 0491064669, you can text or call. I'm going to give you that clue one more time. Who am I? Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1 tells us to fix our thoughts on this person. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, Danuta. It's time to confess. Oh no, I don't like confessions. <laughs> so I am I'm like I have a perfect track record of killing every plant I've ever been in. Oh, yeah. your confessions. I thought yeah. you were gonna go into my confessions. Yeah. There you go. So what plants have you recently killed, Mon? I killed a live Christmas tree. Oh no, a lot. Yeah. No, before or after Christmas though. After I I purchased oh. him after he but he was potted. He was a, a he was a blue spruce. Okay. Yeah, Brewster Spruce. I called him. He was my pet Christmas tree. <laughs> Not pet enough though. If you <laughs> killed it, <laughs> yeah. and I, I got him from the Dural Christmas tree farm. And um, as happens frequently in my life, I buy pot plants because I love plants. It starts to die. I quickly take it over to DJ Shell's house, and I'm like, "Here, look after your grandchild." And uh, and then she tries to nurse it back to health. And it didn't work this time with Brewster Spruce. He Did was you too take it too on. late to DJ Shell? Yeah. I, yeah oh yeah. no, so no, not he, good. I think I sunburnt him oh. <laughs> and then didn't give him a fresh air. I don't know. When I was a little kid, I used to kill the plants because I overwatered them and my mother says, you're loving them too hard. Mm. But uh, unfortunately, as an adult, I still can't seem to get it right. So I couldn't even kill a cactus, um, oh, which I have done. Now they're really hard to kill. How yeah, do you do that? I, I, don't, I have the <laughs> hand of death. I don't know. I don't have green thumbs. I have black fingers. Um, anyway, so where I am at working at the moment, I work at RTM at, the, at a church there in uh, here in Newcastle. Yep. 
And out the back of the building, there's a little a little patch, and it used to be just disgusting. It had like uh, weeds and pavers and people litter into it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this patch a makeover. And so I cleaned it all up. That was very satisfying. It would have been demolition part is always a good part. Yeah. And um, and then I decided to uh, plant some seeds. And so I went to Bunnings, and I specifically chose seeds that were supposed to be very hardy, like didn't require much care. Stuff like poppies and paper daisies and things you can just forget about and they're supposed to flourish on their own. And so I I planted all of those and then I also bought some um, fertiliser and then I fertilised it and then after I finished fertilising it, that's when I read. Did you over-fertilise? So I I used... I, I was supposed to dilute it one to four and pour it over 160 square metres and I poured it neat onto eight square metres. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's like real overkill. So I like burnt them. Like, so they, they never even came up, yeah, didn't see a thing. And so I, I had to try again. I had to put another layer of dirt down and then I put the seeds down. And like I'm documenting all this on my social media. If anyone wants to see all this, you can go to my Instagram, Mon Mon Monster, and I have like a highlight called The Patch and you can watch all this happen in kind of real time so the second time I tried it I was documenting it as I went and a friend of mine messaged and she said okay it's looking good you might get this right this time just use one packet of seeds it was too late I'd already planted 24 packets of seeds oh, <laughs> so, so once again almost nothing has come up Mon, yes. have you ever asked somebody for some tips and, or taken somebody with you when you're going to do that bit of gardening? Like, that could be a good idea, especially yeah. if you're, kill, you're known for killing things. Yeah, I know. I, um, so anyway, so this second attempt, like, a, a couple of green things have come up. I'm pretty cool. sure they're weeds, though, but I'm letting, oh. I'm letting them grow together as per the Bible's instructions because I, I don't know how to recognise <laughs> plants, like nice plants from weeds. But anyway, this is all segueing, I promise, into what I think think I might have discovered what my problem is. So they've done some research in Tel Aviv and they've discovered um, they use these high powered microphones that reveal plants make sounds, many sounds actually, especially when stressed and each species sounds different. True. Yeah. And so um, I'm wondering uh, if these, you know, you know when you watch a documentary yeah. and they do like a, like a, I don't know, like a David yeah, Attenborough yeah, that, nature. And they slow it down. Yeah, too, and it crackles they? and it makes that little popping yeah, crackle. I love that. That's the noise of the plants growing. It's actually, true. Yeah, yeah. And each, each species has like a different sound register. And now I'm wondering if maybe like they can also like, hear us and maybe it's my singing that's killing them oh because whenever i'm alone i sing <laughs> do you sing in tune or out of tune that's very out of tune oh, Lord, hey, that's enough to turn anyone <laughs> off that, eh? i think i found it i think i found it i'm oh. killing my plants with my horrible singing i'll give you a tip yes i talk to my plants i go out okay. every day and like my tomatoes are just taking off especially in the rain oh really so if you can't sing why don't you try chat talking yeah yeah chat well, to I'm them a bit of a Say, yeah, yeah. So my husband thinks I'm a bit crazy, but I come in and I said, I've just spoken to my plants and they are growing. <laughs> so fabulous. give them a try maybe. Do you know what? Maybe I should bring my plants into the radio studio and they can sit them here and listen to me do as radio. As long as they're indoor plants because if they're yeah. outdoor plants, they will die in here too. Yeah. I'm down to yeah. one. His name's Pedro. Oh, you are naming them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're my children. <laughs> but, uh, so Pedro, Pedro is a rubber plant and he is very handsome. 
Wow. Probably one of the most handsome boys I've ever had. He's, he's a very beautiful plant. Um, and he, he did sprout a new little leaf just the day, but I did notice whilst one new one sprouted, two other ones got big, black, scary dots on them. Oh. So maybe I'll go home and have a chat with Pedro. Yes, mm, try yeah. that. Take off the black leaf so that the new one does grow and just okay. keep chatting. See what happens right. and let your listeners know in a few <laughs> weeks' time where it's at. <laughs> Is, has anyone got any more gardening advice? I'm an open book. I will do anything I'm told when it comes to gardening because I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Oh, I have one. Yes. Go-Go Juice is really brilliant. It does what is smell. go-go juice? Um, you buy it in Bunnings, and yeah. it's actually and it's actually go-go because it makes the plants go-go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do you like that? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look out for that. Um, yeah. So this study was done the one in Tel Aviv. They were using uh, ultrasonic microphones recording sounds at higher frequencies than the maximum detectable by human adult, which is about 16 kilohertz. I don't really understand kilohertz, but they were set up about 10 centimeters from each plant and discovered. The noises were just so loud when you had like, these ultrasonic microphones. Lots of little wow. crackling and ticking and you know, little poppy popcorny noises. Wow. So yeah, let's uh, let's see if we can maybe listen to that maybe one time. Yeah, Put our ear up to our cactuses <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> Sounds good. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Uh, guess what? You've got a fan. Oh, have I? <laughs> no. Maybe actually it's a friend. So Suzanne has texted in and said, great to hear your voice to do that, listening to you from Victor Harbour in oh, South Australia. Oh, that's beautiful. Hi, Suzanne. Yeah, we're great friends from years ago. Oh, nice. And, um, I haven't seen her for a while, but hi, Suzanne, to you and your family down there. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that's, that's what I was telling you about. We've got some really lovely listeners here on Faith FM, um, and I'm about to hit them with another clue for our quiz. Who am I? Isaiah 7 verse 14 speaks truth about my birth. 0491064669, text or call. Isaiah 7 verse 14 speaks truth about my birth. And so many of you have gotten it right so far. Suzanne, you got it right. Janelle, you got it right. Bruce and Liz, you got it right. Uh, uh, Deanne, you got it right. Good job. Good job, guys. You just kill it. You know, we really did pick an easy one. But hey, you know, tell us what's going on around the world. Yeah, look, one of the breaking news is um, about a, a teacher in Virginia. I haven't seen that see, seen that yet this morning, but Abigail Zverna, I think that's how you pronounce her name, from Ricknick Elementary School in Virginia. Um, she was shot by a six-year-old and she's filing for a $40 million lawsuit over the failure to be protected by these administrators. Um, yeah, she's alleging that the warnings to administration of the child children in the school were ignored and she's filed a 20-page complaint. Wait, so um, hang on. Was this one of her own students put out um, a gun and I think shot so. Her? That's what it seems like, yeah. I mean, and, what on and earth? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, apparently there were warnings to the... Um, to the vice principal, numerous warnings from other, uh, several teachers that the child was, um, you know, around the school with violent behaviour, and that there were concerns that they were with a firearm at the school, and um, yeah, she's been shot, um, and so um, she's claiming for suffering mentally and physically, as you would, as you would, wouldn't yeah. you? I mean, you'd be traumatised anyway, and I think the stress that the teachers are under these days uh, is high enough. Yeah, it's exactly. Pretty bad, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And the fear of going to school of what's happening, and yet. And what, what got me, Mon, is that it's a six-year-old. Yeah, that's insane. Like, I wouldn't even know how to hold a gun, right. let alone how to shoot one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is a six-year-old. What, what are we coming to in this world? It's just, you Which know, state was this in? In Virginia. I'm, I'm just surprised that they can, they can even get the guns into schools these days. I thought most American schools were now, like, having, you know, the little... 
little, you know, airport security gates. And yeah, that's well, incredible. I mean, yeah, we hear of shootings in the US at times, don't we? But um, it's, it's tended to be more becoming, in the high schools, hasn't it? Yeah, like six year old, of all six year old. Things. And here's the interesting thing that apparently in the same school. Um, sometime I think possibly last year because the school's now the, the the child is now back at the school, but there was a five year old apparently who had actually um, tried choking a teacher um, as well and was taken away from the school for a while and not allowed to come, but has been allowed back at the school. So I'm, I'm assuming that's the same school because it's within the same. Is it the um, same kid? The same kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the same kid. Oh, so they knew about. Oh, right. Did you know? I feel so poor for this for this. For this teacher, because you can imagine that, like going forward, if she continues in a teaching career, can you just imagine being at the front of your classroom and in the back of your mind just always having that memory that one of your students once pulled out a firearm and shot you? Well, that's right. I mean, it'd be going through your mind continually, mm. wouldn't it? And, um, yeah, just just the whole fear of that would be just shocking, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, the thing is that the teachers do... It's their profession. They're doing it because they love it and they love children. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And they're in the in the in the in the position now where something that they love is being um, affected in such a negative way for them, and and it's 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 so much part of their life. And now this is being you know traumatized by. Do you think this is the result of a lack of discipline both at home and at schools? Oh, I think it's a combination. Um, I'd be interested to think, see what our listeners think in that space too. But the thing is that, um, you know, um, you know, the first eight years of a child's life is is where, um, you know, what happens particularly at home um, is 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 really quite crucial, and that's where they make a lot of their decisions. And the first that they, um, research shows that the uh, first eight years determines, in, to a large degree, what happens in their mm-hmm. in their adult years, and so. You know is that what we don't know. What are children watching? What are they? What's happening at home? But also what's happening in the community. And I think it's a reflection of the fact that you know, as a community, we people are becoming more and more isolated. We've got more and more communication, but we're becoming more and more isolated. And so, and children are tending to be a lot on um on phones, on iPads and things, you know. I've seen two-year-olds even on, on you know, iPads playing games and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, before they can even talk. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we didn't have a phone till I was in my teenage years mm-hmm. at home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's going back a fair way now. But, you know, it's it's communication breakdown or uh, having family time together and things like that. But even, yeah, I mean, schools in, in, in every space, wherever the child moves, is actually really important. And I think, you know, um, you know what I see also... Um, you know, is that, um, or what I've heard too, is that just recently in one of our New South Wales schools, one of the teachers was actually bullied by, you know, by virtually almost the whole classroom of children too, and they actually hit one of the children who's now lost their job, yeah, you know. Wow. And you kind of think, where's that coming from? A lot mm. of that's sort of coming from, um, and in this case with the, the lady, in, um, the teacher in Virginia, it's even more traumatic. But either way, you know, both of these teachers have had their lives impacted of something that, that they love so much that, mm-hmm. that, that they're doing. And I think a lot of it, social media has, I think, got a lot to, to answer for with that. Yeah, um, and I think video games as well because I think I think video games have been priming our kids to be violent for a long, long time. Yeah, look, abso- absolutely, hey, and um, in, in a really big way. But, you know, I think, you know, um, going outdoors with children is really important, mm. um, spending time, letting them, you know, um, go outside, go out for picnics, letting them climb climb, you know, the playgrounds, letting them just – and that connecting time and letting them have 
time of, of no media and no no phones um, is something that needs to be really considered by by a lot, I think, yeah. A friend of mine in America at the moment is pregnant and, uh, and I was chatting with her and we were actually talking about this issue about the violence that's happening so frequently in schools mm. in America right now. I feel like, you know, 20 years ago it was a huge occurrence and now it's like it's barely even talked about because there's so many of them happening. Mm. And... Um, and I was saying to her, like, you know, how, how bad does it have to get before everyone just decides to homeschool their kids? Like I, if I was living in the States and I had kids, I would never send them to a school. Mm. I'd homeschool them all day, all the way. Mm. Well, because at home you've got a lot of influence on them, haven't right. you, with that. You, you're not only teaching them school stuff, that's, that's, mm. that, that's the education side of that, but you're educating them in the values of life, in the morals of life, right. in um, how they make decisions. Um, and you're also in- keeping them safe from other kids who might not be getting that, that influence. You know, I was actually um, uh, reading, uh, I was reading a, a social media report about this and it was like a group of mothers coming together and talking about what their kids, like how they kids were responding to these different occurrences and it was so sad because one of them was a little boy and he had said that he you know how you get those little shoes that light up when you walk yes he said he didn't want any want them anymore because he was scared that if a shooter came to his school and he was trying to hide in the dark somewhere in a cupboard his shoes would give away his location oh, true how sad how is that? I mean, so sad something that could be so enjoyable because yeah. you see the kids light up when they're actually yeah. having those shoes don't that like the not just the, the shoes light are, but they light up the kids are thinking that through going yeah. all right if i have light up shoes i might get shot like that yeah. that is yeah, mind-boggling. Mind-boggling when I, when, I, ugh, when I read that. I was like... Mind-boggling, isn't how, it? How far have we gone down the toilet? I know, toilet as a society? I know, yeah. I know, I know. Um, our second bit of news that we're looking at too, Mon, is, um, yeah, just was on the news, um, has just surfaced um, locally for New South Wales about mobile phones being banned. Um, yeah, by our new Premier, Chris Minns. Um, he's the first change that he's making since becoming Premier. And um, he'll be banning um, phones in the New South Wales high schools starting oh, good. term four. Good. You're saying good. So what are your thoughts on that? I overall? think they shouldn't even bring them to school. Oh, no, they can bring them to school so their parents can contact them after school. But I think they should be like – they should. The, you know, in the old-timey days we had a cloakroom? I think we need to bring that back and have a phone room. Yeah. You turn up to school, your phone goes in the phone room, no one goes in the phone room until after school you can get your phone back Well, there out. you go. There's one of the suggestions because yeah. apparently the schools can actually choose how they're actually going to ban, um, go through with the ban. Okay. Um, primary schools apparently have had, had them banned. Um, mm-hmm. They've had them banned. But um, the thing is that with, with high schools, of course, it hasn't been banned. Um, and it's it's a it, the aim is to actually reduce the distractions that they're actually Absolutely. having, and so um, you know that hope is that, that there's going to be the increased concentration, increased listening skills, increased processing skills, um, increased interaction, communication wise, mm-hmm. not only amongst the students, but but you know just in general, if the teacher gives them a group activity to do together. Um, and assignments and things like that. And so, um, yeah, just, just really important stuff. And I think it relates to the fact that, you know, in the Bible, we were, cre- it tells us that we were created for relationship. Right. Exactly. And there's been so much communication breakdown, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, you know, when we look at Genesis 1, 26 to 28, and it says, let, let us make man in our image, we're told that God is love and love is about communication and interacting with one another and spending time together. Yeah. And that has been broken down so much. I mean, I mean, how often do you see even in families that, you know, and, and even out when you're shopping or in other places where people could be interacting, they're actually everyone's got their head down and with phone the phone. Down, yeah, yeah um, do you know what? Relationships are the most important part of our lives and quite frankly I don't think they should stop at phones. They should lock up all screens in schools. 
You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're with Danita and Mon this morning, and we're about to smack you over the head with another quiz. Are you paying attention? Are you waking up? Here we go. Who am I? Clue number three. I said it is hard for you to kick against the goads. Hmm, an interesting clue, that one. Hey, if you look this up in the Bible, don't feel bad about it. Go ahead and turn to that Bible and see if you can figure it out. Who am I? I said it is hard for you to kick against the goads. 0491064669. Hey, Danuta, it's time to be fangirling. Because (laughs) not only are we giving away two of his cookbooks this week, but we are also talking to the author himself. We were just talking, we were just talking about this guy in our intro. Today's interview, we're going to be chatting with Jeremy Dixon. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. How are you? Good, thanks. Good to hear from you. How's New Zealand? Great as always. We have a question for you. When are you opening up an Australian branch of your you <laughs> I get that about ten get that about ten times a week actually. Well that should tell you something. What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be down at the airport with the welcoming committee when you arrive and we'll be your first awesome, customers awesome. in line. Yeah. Well we're very Great stoked to, to have you on the show this morning. We are doing a um a quiz this week and the grand prize at the end of the week is a, a double set of the Revive Cafe cookbooks. So it's really great that we actually get to talk to the author um, and uh, and have cool. you tell us a little bit about uh, your cafe, what, you know, what's happening over there. And I think you're going to be telling us about breakfast. Yes, yes, my last cookbook, I've got a bit of a breakfast feature section with some cool recipes, so I was going to share with you a couple of those if you want. Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, it's so fitting. You're on the breakfast show and you're talking about breakfast, and I believe you and I, <laughs> just, I just finished eating my breakfast, like literally the last mouthful I shoveled in before we went back on air. <laughs> um, but, yeah, t- tell us about breakfast, and I want to hear some of your favourites as well because, you know, you're a chef, so let's hear what your favourite breakfasts are. Your breakfast can be a pretty boring meal of the day for most people, but it's good to spice it up with a few interesting recipes. Particularly you know, in the weekend if you want to invite some friends around for breakfast or brunch. It's quite Ooh, a cool yes. meal to have. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So one of the recipes in my new cookbook, which I think is quite quite cool, is um, it's quite different, is um, I've actually done a vegan fake fried egg. Ooh. So I've actually created fried eggs. And uh, what you do is you make these fried eggs up and you have them on like smashed avocado on toast. And they're pretty yummy and pretty close to the real thing. What 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 ingredient are you using to make the fake? <laughs> How? How, please? So what you do, you basically make two little mixtures up. You make a yolk mixture up mm-hmm. and you make a, an egg white mixture up. And the yolk has got um, butternut pumpkin, some corn flour, Ooh. some turmeric powder, some mustard powder, and also uh, some water and some oil. But also there's a product around called black Himalayan salt. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've used it before, but basically so it's a type of Himalayan mm-hmm. salt. And it's got a really kind of sulfury flavour to it. Oh, okay. so, and that's what eggs are. So basically, you put that in um in the vegan eggs, and it kind of gives that sulfury smell or taste. It kind of tricks the nose into thinking it's an egg. Oh, Jeremy, tell me where can we get the black um, Himalayan socks? I've seen a lot of pink Himalayan salt, but is it easy yeah. available? Uh, yeah, it's, um, you, uh, no, it's not not that easy. You'll find it if you if you hunt out on Amazon or on. Um, some health shops you'll find it. Right. You probably won't find it in the mainstream supermarket, but you should be able to find it if you, um, Do you know, if I, you look a little bit hard. 
I went to brunch in Sydney a couple of months ago and I ordered a vegan eggs Benedict. It was the first time in my life I've had eggs Benny because I, I personally hate <laughs> eggs. Um, and yes. but it was vegan and it came out like it actually was very much as you described a slice of toast, some, some avocado and then like this round, you know, white egg thing with the bump in the middle. And then I sliced it open with a knife and then all this orangey yolk came oozing out and it was one of the best things wow. I have ever eaten. And the whole thing was vegan. So pumpkin is obviously and turmeric is what makes the yolk yellow. But how are you making the egg white? Like what's that made out of? So it's similar. So basically it's made out of rice flour, corn flour, and some plant-based milk and a bit more salt. Oh. Um, so it's kind of a little bit simpler. So what you do, basically you, you, you mix these mixes up, which is quite simple. Mm-hmm. And then you get your, your pan heated up. Then you, you put two tablespoons of the white on. And that'll start cooking. And then you carefully just dollop a tablespoon of the, the yolk on top because it's quite thick. It kind of sits there. And after a couple of minutes, it's kind of, um, as a, as a, as a fried egg. And you can, you generally just could kind of just flip it over and make it easy over and give it a few minutes on the other side. And then, um, it's pretty much done and throw it on your, your smashed avocado on toast. Bit of sprinkling of parsley and some chili flakes. And, uh, wow, you've got yourself, uh, Fake fried eggs. Oh, I'm so yummy, impressed. doesn't it? That sounds. Do you know what? It actually, sounds a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought you were going to like break out the chemistry and start telling me equations or something. But that's well, really that's, that's simple. The thing. I mean, if you, if you go online, there are quite a few um, recipes and things like that. But I think one of my things I, I like doing, I think people appreciate, is you know I turn like you know three day recipes into a five minute recipe. So love you know, it. It's actually very simple. So I've kind of adapted a couple of different similar recipes. And just kind of just made it simple, fast, and quick and easy and bulletproof. So, yeah, and, uh, and, I, and I feel like other than the black salt, I pretty much have all those ingredients in my pantry right now. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, you could make it up. It was life or beauty. You could have that made up in, you know, 15 minutes. So it's, it's a pretty quick recipe. Probably the hardest part is you need to roast to cook off the pumpkin or the butternut. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that doesn't take long at all. So, um, yeah, it's very easy. And you kind of sit in your fridge for a couple of days. And once you've got the mixture done, it's easy. It's just throw it in a pan. So the mixture will last in your fridge for a couple of days so you can pre-make it if you've got a breakfast. And, um, and the rest of my book makes about a dozen eggs, so, um, wow. or a dozen fake eggs. Uh, so it's quite fun. I feel like I and sold myself short this morning because I literally just had all bran for breakfast and now I'm like, what did I, I should have <laughs> done this. You definitely sold You need to pick up your game in breakfast. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm slacking. What else have you got? Tell me. I'm, yeah. I'm getting hungry even though I just finished eating. <laughs> Well, there's one, probably one of the best um, recipes I've got reactions from my um, recipe testers from Ooh. people is um, I've got a, a mango chia overnight oats. Ooh. Oh, yeah, so, um, I'm a mango this, fan. This is, yeah, and this is probably, you know, overnight oats or the kind of a, you make it the night before and have it for breakfast the next morning um, kind of thing just kind of really transforms people's lives. Um, so if you really want to get serious about breakfast and start the day off right, this kind of a system is really good. Because you can make it on a Sunday. And it will, in most cases, it will last through the whole week. So you can make like five portions. And when you get up in the morning, you just throw it in your bowl and you're ready to go. So um, this recipe, um, you know, the traditional overnight oats, you pretty much have rolled oats and fruit. But the one I've got here, I've got um, rolled oats, chia seeds, um, throw in some buckwheat, groats, which mm-hmm. kind of give a little bit of crunch. Um, do a can of pineapple, just straight in with all the juice and all the flesh as well. A little bit of shredded coconut and some of your plant-based milk. And then some um, some diced mango, and you can actually do it from frozen. Um, you probably wouldn't notice because it's soaking. So you pretty mix that around. Um, and the, when you're doing overnight oats or these type of recipes, you want to make it a lot runnier than you think because it will thicken overnight. So oh. the, the, the mixture will be quite um, 
quite runny. And then basically the next morning you open it up and you spoon it into your bowl and if you want to add a bit of extra fresh fruit or more mango and um, you've got yourself another amazing breakfast. Wait, so you don't even have to cook that? No. Wow. But it's, it just soaks. All the, all the, the milk and all the, the fruit and the, the pineapple juice kind of soaks into the oats and the chia seed. So it's really flavoursome. Not too sweet, very flavoursome, very creamy and just um, really yummy. So, Jeremy, it's almost sounding to me like this is like a five-star level of the Birch Muesli. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it sounds so it's yummy. Exactly, I'm a fan of Bircher. But it's, it's only an extra couple of steps. You know, you're saying a few extra ingredients. You've had some chia seeds, some buckwheat and some pineapple. Yeah. Um, I am wow. a mango. So, yeah, so it's just, it's just choosing different ingredients. Hey, so, can, yeah, it is a five-star. Five can I ask you, Jeremy? So, recently, I um, so you know how when you go to the supermarket, right, and you see those boxes of the sachets of oats and, like, the two-minute oats and it's, like, pre-portioned and you just add milk and you see it in the microwave? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I really enjoy those, except I, I'm getting sick of the fact that it's only ever – oats like porridge in the sweet register and recently i was scrolling through kickstarter that app where you can like support uh, someone's business idea and there's a lady in the states who had this idea to do a whole range of porridge sachets but they're all savory flavored and so i got super excited (laughs) and i backed the kickstarter program and it was a success and then i discovered the whole thing doesn't ship to australia Oh, I and, know. Very good. Yeah, and so I'm like, what, do you like? Have you ever dabbled in savory porridge? Like, do any of your recipe books have savory porridges? Good question. So there's a whole sweet savory thing, and I've I've always had a product called Fruise Ball, which is a, a bliss ball, okay. and there's muesli bars, and you kind of the, the whole kind of sweet snack can you make it into a savory thing? It's quite a, a talked about um, talked about thing, and I, I often go to trade shows overseas, and you kind of see people launch all these things. They pick a something that's sweet into a savoury version. Oh. Um, it is very rare that something actually works, but um, this thing sounds exciting. It could be the one in a million that seems to work. I'm not sure. But in general, it is quite hard to cross a concept from a sweet into a savoury and vice versa. There's very few kind of categories that can do that. But yeah. Yeah, happy to try anything. Yeah, I, I'm getting as I'm getting older, I'm getting more into my savoury breakfast. I don't know what's happening with me, mm, but yeah. absolutely. And do, you, <laughs> and do you have the smooth, different smoothies and stuff like that for mm. breakfast in there as well? Or uh, yes, I've got smoothies right through all my cookbooks. So yeah, there's a, a million smoothies in there, and so, as you know, smoothies are easy and customizable, it's right in a blender type thing. So um, no, smoothies are great. Tell us another recipe. I'm I'm, I'm loving you walking through these recipes. It's, it's inspiring me. Good, excellent. That's great. Um, so another one to share with you is um, if you if you've got time, yeah. is um, I've done a savoury breakfast platter also, but I've done a one of the so basically it's got um, you know roast mushrooms, tomatoes. Um, I've done like a bacon recipe as well, but also as part of that I do like a really nice tofu scramble, and um, I think most people would probably try tofu scramble, but this one here um, I think it's re- it goes really really well if you you know you cook up your um, your tofu and your onions as well, to start with. But adding courgettes or zucchini and a little bit of savoury yeast flakes um, is a really good combination. Ooh, sounds good. What's the purpose of the yeast flakes? Is that to give that slightly just, cheesy vegan? But, but yeah, vegan it just gives a nice cheesy. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, so some so, to, scrambled tofu is a really good good recipe. But yeah, basically, the combination of the scrambled tofu with some courgettes or zucchini, whatever you call them in Australia, zucchini. and, um, and <laughs> zucchini. Yeah. And um and uh, flake cheese is just a really really nice combination. And obviously, you're adding again in that black Himalayan salt um, is a is a really um you know really beautiful combination you can have on toast or with those other you know kind of breakfast things. So that's another 
cool combination. Sounds yum. Yeah, I am loving the fact that these days you can get nutritional use flakes like in almost every supermarket. I'm, I'm really happy because like for you know while there they were like really hard to find, uh, but now yes, every yes. Woolies and Coles has sometimes multiple brands of uh, mm. of nutritional use or nooch as they're calling it. I love it. It's a great little, little short variation. But yeah, but yeah, do you have any more recipes? I'm I'm so keen for these recipes. I'm literally like mentally writing them down, Jeremy. I think I'm going to be making some of these tomorrow. Well, the other one I've done is um, smoky maple pretend bacon strips. Ooh, so a uh, bit of a bit of a bacon kind of thing. So basically, you just take tempeh. You guys make tempeh, can't you? We just kind of slice it thinly mm. and just fry it, fry it up. But you just make this little sauce out of um, soy sauce, maple syrup smoked paprika and a little bit of chilli powder oh, wow. and you just kind of coat it with that and uh, give it a bit of a fry up and make sure you, you kind of you kind of caramelise it without burning it, which is probably half the challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, just a really nice, sweet, salty, flavoursome kind of bacon-like strips, which um, obviously go well with your kind of your eggs or any of the other breakfast things. So that's, that's quite a nice little uh, bacon alternative as well. DJ Shell's going to love that one. She loves that that combo, <laughs> that sort of smoky, salty, sweet with the maple syrup kind of thing going on. And I love it. It's such an American kind of style breakfast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. something that you wouldn't think of combining necessarily yeah. either unless you sort of get into that. Yeah. yeah, I love. Hey, do you, do any of your recipes use an air fryer, Jeremy? Just asking for a personal reasons now. <laughs> I literally bought an air fryer. I've recently got one too, and I like almost never use it. I'm like, I feel slack. So, do you have anything I could use my my air fryer? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm actually personally, I actually make it really simple. I'm just basically a pan and a um, hot kind of a man. I'm I'm not really Amen. into into tools, um, but they're definitely their place. But I haven't really started experimenting, but. Um, I've had a bit of interest, so I probably will buy one and give it a bit of an experiment and see uh, see how they work. Yeah, see if nice. Things to rave about them. So, um, so you're late. We were we were wondering this the last couple of days because we've been giving away your cookbooks on air. But what number of cookbooks are you up to now? Because you're you're a prolific creator. I've never met well, I've never <laughs> met you, but I've never heard of someone who was so creative with recipes and just like it. Just I feel like it just pours out of you. Like it's definitely where God wanted you to be. But what number of cookbooks are you up to? So I've got eight Revive Cafe cookbooks. Wow. Uh, so number eight is my latest one that I just launched. Oh, and, congratulations. Um, I've also, thank you, yep. And also the two, um, I did a, did a, co- a cooking series on TV, Cook 30, so I have two two cookbooks to go along with those as well. I have so, that at home, Jeremy, too. The, the DVD? Yeah, no, that's the 30-minute ones. The 30-minute oh. cookbooks, they're oh, great. Oh, cool. They're quick, so that's yeah, so great. When, you, when you cook like, say, five 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 items for your family in, in half an hour, so basically yep. all that multi Wow. Doing all the hard stuff first and the easy stuff last type thing. So it's about, you know, because timing everything is cooking. You know, you put your rice on first and then obviously you finish with your salad. So um, getting getting your order and your sequencing is quite important if you want to do it quickly. Hey, where can we watch this show? You were just talking about the television show. Is that something like it's on YouTube or something? Uh, yeah, I think it's on YouTube, Caribbean, Hope Channel, um, various places. But you just, just uh, YouTube it, Cook 30, and I think uh, quite a few episodes are on there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming online and making us all hungry this morning, Jeremy. Um, always a pleasure <laughs> to talk to you. Hey, if you want to get a copy of one of Jeremy's, uh, what is it, 10 cookbooks? Um, I, do you know what? I want yep. to say probably just Google them. They're probably available almost everywhere. Uh, the Revive Cafe cookbook series, a wonderful cookbook series. But hey, do you know what? Stay tuned. You might be able to win two of them off our show sometime this week. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.